When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mr. Pink of the Society 13 Podcast Network, and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Heather and Dave, the only place I come for the music, macabre, and movies. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. KWR, hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I wasn't talking to you. Oh, gosh darn it. All right, hey, so it was a crazy summer, musically Ooh. and otherwise. Movies, actually, I would have to say, kind of sucked. Um, Godzilla was good, and we have a, I have a favorite, too. We'll talk about that in a little bit. No, I think you what? liked it, too, yeah. So I'm here with Miss D. Hey, what's going on? No one cares who I am. So here we mm. are. We, uh, oh, man, talk about rock and roll. It doesn't get more rock and roll than Paul McCartney. Ah, yes. Okay, it really doesn't. It's the epitome of rock and roll. You hear in the background? Yes. That's Jet Marie, um, apparently... Doing shaking, the hippie hippie shake. Yeah, shaking her moneymaker and scratching her collar. Anyway, so, alright, speaking of Jet Marie, she scored us tickets to go see Paul McCartney. How does, oh, how tell does, the story. How does something like that happen? Alright, how, oh. does, how, how does one score... Alright, I would love to have gone to Paul McCartney anyway, no matter what. So we, uh, you know, I'm out in my front yard, uh, you know, well, just like doing me, stuff. Me, no, I was. You were nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah, I was out was. there. No, you weren't. You weren't. You were gardening. You were doing other yeah, things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Listen, hey. Oh, it's your story. Tell it. Step off. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. I'm outside with my dog. Miss D is hiding in in a bush, like shredding flowers or some shit. Doing the real work that people yeah, need whatever. To be doing. So yeah. moving on. Our neighbors pull out and right next door. They pull out of the driveway and they stop in front of the house. 
and they're like, oh, she's getting so big. Not talking about, you know, Ms. D. We're talking about... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jet Marie, okay? Because she was a little tiny puppy a She was a little ago. baby when they saw her, and then yes. she, you know, she was getting big. And um, what, they, they were like, so what did you name her? Like, oh, well, what, oh, they said, well, what's, your, what's her name again? I was like, Jet, like after the Paul McCartney song. They're like, oh, that's cool. And they, they pull away, stop, pull back in their car. Like, hey, you guys like Paul McCartney? Like, oh, yeah. Duh. Who, do, who doesn't? If you like rock and roll, otherwise you're just kind of an, an idiot. Um, and they're like, well, we got two extra tickets. We'll give them to you, like, at cost, which was like, what, 85 bucks a ticket? Yeah, All right. So a little like, more. <laughs> they were 85 bucks a ticket plus tax was 110 Right. That's all they were. They were the worst yeah. seats in the house. Hey, whatever. We Literally, took them. We took the last them. seat in the stadium. In, yeah, at the Console Energy Center yes. in, in Pittsburgh. We had the worst seats in the house. Uh, about three o'clock from the stage, all the way up at the top. We we get some we get some wine. We we're standing. We're like, you know, let's not sit in the seats because everybody's sitting. We go behind the seats. There's a little bar. Yeah, standing room only. Hot. Literally a there, bar yeah. of wood where you can put your drink and watch the show, which we did. We're standing there. And, well, you say, go ahead. What oh, so we were just, like, we're at the standing room only seats that they have for hockey, like, with the little ledge you can put your drink on. Paul just took the stage. Well, it was, like, I guess it was, like, a, almost right before that, right? Yeah. A little no, tiny bit. he before. was on the stage. Oh, okay. Well, it's a blur. But, um, <laughs> so we were standing there, and we're like, oh, you know, what do you think he's going to play? And, you know, we're like, oh, talking. And a guy comes over to a us. A dude in a suit, you know, the red tie comes over to me, which I'm, I'm never comfortable with anybody in a suit and a tie that comes up to me. He doesn't and like red ties. So it, no, no, I just don't. No. It's weird. So he, he approached me. And she's like, hey, uh, would you like better seats? And I'm thinking already I'm going to clock this guy. He's trying to take the tickets I already have, and I'm going to get thrown out because that is what I'm used to. I'm, I'm not used to being given anything, and I'm used to basically having trouble at any music scene I've ever been in. And this dude comes like, hey, you, you want better seats? And I'm like, yeah, sure. All right, well, let me see your tickets. And right there, I'm like, oh, screw this. So I went over to the usher, ignoring the guy. Go to the usher. I'm like, hey, do you know this guy? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a concert promoter. But he, had, he made it a point to say, I don't really know him. I'm like, well, of course you don't really know him. And the guy's just like, he's a concert promoter. So that's all I need to hear. So I went up back to the guy who's standing with you still. Like, okay, what do you got? He's like, oh, I got these tickets here. We're going we're to upgrade your seats because you have the worst seats in the house. Yes, <laughs> and did. we're going to give you these because you look like fans. You know, like, oh, okay. So, you know, my I have to turn around the whole defensive thing. Like, now I'm like Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, thank you so much. This is awesome. Holy shirt. You know, like, and it, but he, he has to take our tickets in the process. I made sure that he gave us the promo tickets first. Yes. These tickets end up being... 20 rows back from the front, 25 rows at the most, with no one in front of us. It was amazing. And the god of rock and roll is on stage. We're the third song in. We only missed... I cried. That's the point I was getting to. We had to take an elevator to the ground floor because the the, (laughs) and Misty. Well, well, before we got on the elevator, I I asked the guy, I was like, can I hug you? And I hugged him. But, uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, my God, this never happens to us. You know, not good things. Not weep, like weep, that. Weep, Yeah. <laughs> it was very exciting. Yeah, it, it was, was cool exciting. to actually be approached by someone that was not trying to kill me. That was nice. Yes. That but was nice for a change. apparently, I guess, like, some of the bigger 
artists, you know, that that's like a thing that they do. It yeah. was a, it was a literally a row, a long row of mm-hmm. throughout the concert they brought people down from I guess the outer seats and the worst seats and I just think that was like really cool. It was um, awesome. I mean I think some of the bigger acts do do that. Springsteen, uh, I think they said Fleetwood Mac. Right. Uh, McCartney else? does it. Well, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> But that was really cool because we could never have afforded. Well, yeah, those are would have been really expensive tickets. You're talking in thousands of dollars. Yes, yeah. and Which, he played for almost three hours and yeah. did everything you could ever imagine. Look at the playlist for Pittsburgh or anything that McCartney does. The only thing he didn't play that night was Jet. For our little Jet. Our little girl. Okay. Our little girl that scored scored us the tickets. <laughs> he didn't do it, but that's okay. It's okay. We're good with that. Thank We're you, good Paul. With that. We're, We're good. good with that. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, with that being said, we're going to play our first song of the night tonight, okay? And this is going to be, um, I got to say, this guy, Ruben Romano. Now, for you novices that don't know who that is, you, then you don't know who Fu Manchu is, which also means that you don't know what the hell you're talking about if you don't know Fu Manchu. All right, we're talking, you know, late 80s, 90s rock. This guy is a veteran of the metal scene. And his new band, The Freaks, it's, a, it's punk rock, and it's fantastic. And his song, The Weirdness, which we're about to hear. Oh, I love this song. Yeah, you do. And it came with a story. And this is awesome because he, he just like, <laughs> he sent this to me last night. We were talking online for a bit. And um, I was like, listen, I'm going to play a song, but I, I need a story. I got a story for you. All right. Here it is. This is Ruben Romano uh, from the Fu Manchu days and, and now the Freaks, which we're about to hear. He says, this was the tune that we used to sponsor our Kickstart campaign so it actually was our first release and it did it did get us the goal that we set a real high energy freak out about the weird and creepy things that go down in the night alley cats rats and wasteoids lurking in the shadows and behind closed doors at least that's how it turned out i had no idea what i was writing down just thought it was weird (laughs) a working title that Ended up sticking, as he says here. I recorded the the demos vocal, uh, the demo vocals in my car in the garage. I love that. And what better <laughs> vocal booth <laughs> can you find at 1 a.m. living in a condo with neighbors on both sides and above me? <laughs> when you hear the song, you'll understand because the vocals. Yes. Now and, and this is great because he and, and he points out that he was totally inspired by Kim Foley. Or Fowley, F-O-W-L-E-Y, 1968, the song Night Rider. Look it up. There's a video for it. And this is a song that inspired him to do this song, The Weirdness. But he, <laughs> he said, <laughs> when you have that kind of tune that just lets you scream like Kim Fowley, then just go with it. And that's exactly <laughs> what this is. Let's listen to a little bit of The Weirdness from The Freaks. Weird.
the weirdness. Thank you, Ruben Romano, my buddy. The weirdness by the freaks. What a great song. What a great song. What a great song. Okay, so we got to talk some other stuff here. Uh, we saw something. All right, yeah. All right, we're gonna do this. Um, I bought something for my dad. All right, we took him to see him and his wife Joanne to see Staying Alive. Okay, Staying ah. Alive. One night of the Bee Gees. Yes, we cover yes. everything here. Okay, and ran in cold, not knowing what to expect. It was the the, the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra it was oh, for charity, we were like, oh, and man. we're like, oh, what are we in for here? Um, and we were like, oh, the symphony is gonna play Bee Gees. Okay, Dad, that's just weird, but um. It ended up kicking our arses. Arses. Yeah. Um, it ended up being three guys that looked exactly like the Brothers Gibb. And um, they played, you know, those bass, those guitar, keyboards, mm-hmm. drums. The symphony played the background. And they did all the hits of the Bee Gees at Heinz Hall. And I don't care, man. They had... If you hate disco, well, then you should never be there. Uh, but they had the whole place up and dancing. And you they sounded, dancing. yeah. They they did, and this was for Miss D, I think. They did the Andy Gibb medley. Oh, oh, the Andy Gibb medley. Pitter patter. Yeah, I I'm know. just saying, it was incredible. For I've seen Beetle Beetlemania, I've seen Rolling Stone cover bands, and now I've seen you know, the Bee Gees, the best cover band from Montreal, and uh, they were amazing. Staying alive. I mean, yeah. there's a the brochure right there. And as ridiculous as it sounded. It was a good time. They had, whoop, they had people up dancing. It was actually like the fountain of youth for us. I felt very, very young. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we were, yeah, we were the youngest ones in the I was house, like, oh so goodness, nice. my skin is dewy and young. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> we were probably the youngest thing happening there, which doesn't happen hey, often. That was a fun time. I don't so, care, man. It was so fun. A little it live really was a good time. disco. Now. And Heinz Hall is gorgeous, a gorgeous venue. Um, oh yeah. That was beautiful. First beautiful. time in there for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Now, uh, on to TV. Now, we're wrapping up the summer here, basically, and the summer's been interesting. You got Falling Skies on TV, if you like sci-fi and a little twist of mm-hmm. horror there. And it's just kind of very mediocre. Um, the things that I think, I guess there are two things that were good. Two things that stand out. The Strain on FX. Um, modern vampire tale whatever if you will it's you know we're we're not even halfway through the series so i can't tell you what it's about except that it's guillermo del toro and um it hits a personal nerve for me because i wasn't allowed to use the name the fall for my book which was based on the short story the fall that i wrote because guillermo del toro i think it was the second book of the strain or whatever the second part of it was called the fall so my publisher said you can't use that because uh, Guillermo has something coming out, and don't use the fall. So that's why it became the fall of tomorrow. I mean, the short story was the fall. It was so called the fall. So, yeah. yeah, which actually uh, the funny thing is Toro. the working title was going to be the fall of tomorrow. Then the book became the fall of tomorrow. Right. But I wasn't allowed to use it. But you know what? I'm in good company. And the strain on FX. That's a kick-ass vampire, modern vampire tale. They're not holding back. There's some, you don't really, there's nobody to really like in it, so you kind of hope everybody dies. The only person that's good, now, do you know the guy that played, if you go back to uh, Harry Potter days, the janitor in, um... Oh, Filch. Filch. The guy that plays Filch, yeah, he plays kind of like a, um... You know, a vampire hunter with a sword. He's a badass, too, for an oh, old really? guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the only reason that you kind of cheer for the good guys. Otherwise, I'm totally for the vampires in this thing. 
Um, and they're, they're bad they're, vampires. Are they like? They're awful. Are they, are they, are oh, they're disgusting. No. Are they like no, 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 no. They they emit this like, tube like the aliens do, and they suck right onto your neck or whatever they ew. bite, and they just drain you. And they're more like zombies. They're monsters. They're not. Yeah, there's nothing pretty what about. What was the them. scary vampire movie that was actually scary? Thirty Days of Night. That you know, thirty so days last of one night. in the past yeah. fifteen okay. years. So they're was, more like that. Than yeah. Um. No, they don't talk much. But yeah, some of them do. They just don't, the there's no glitter. No. Okay. No. 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 Yeah. But we'll get into that. That too. I. I whatever. The other thing I thought was cool. Uh, Penny Dreadful. Which is a complete ripoff of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, where but they only go the horror route. Now I'm kind of surprised they were allowed to do what they did with this, but it ends up being good. It's pretty good, pretty good. But we saw it already with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, you know, grabbing the, the Mina Harker and I, I don't know. It's well, and and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen has Sean Connery and this has oh um, uh, the Bond guy. Oh 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 yeah. Ah, oh goodness, Timothy Dalton. Timothy yeah, Dalton. Timothy Dalton. No, he's very good in the part he plays, but and uh, nobody can out Josh Hartnett and as uh, some Billy the Kid type. Yeah, but you, you know, you look at Sean Connery and then yeah, you're like, meh, meh, meh. it's worth a gander <laughs> because it ends up by the seventh episode. You get into uh, the sort of Mina Harker character. I don't know what it's not really Mina Harker. It's another. Uh, whatever. But she's possessed by an evil demon and they kind of have a really yeah, cool like exorcism. There's a really good exorcism episode and, and she becomes interesting finally. So Penny Dreadful, I say give that a shot. That's up to you. That's up to you. Now, the big fail. True blood. Oh, True blood. God. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass the torch over to Miss D on this one. Uh, well, okay. First of all, in your final season, you knock off Pittsburgh's own Joe Manganiello. Hello. No, he was like the most interesting character for the past two years was Alcide. And then you just, uh, it was horrible, 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 horrible. They killed him off and then nothing else was said about him. And that Sookie character just got more annoying and annoying and annoying as time went on. And they just ended it. Very soprano style, I thought. Very soprano style. The end of it, very yeah, soprano it, yeah. style. Like, oh yeah, okay. We're we're having Thanksgiving dinner, and um, and and oh, and Sookie's pregnant to somebody that has a beard but isn't. The the only I'll person that that hasn't slept with her yet, I guess, had you know the potency to impregnate her. Exactly. But Something my problem like with that. the thing, oh, and I so... I did watch it because it started off kind of edgy, then it really got so so boppery. Um, they not just neglect they they completely neglected, like they didn't even have her character talk about Alcide that she was enamored with. Yeah, she's like she completely oh, I forgot. Him so much, I'm gonna have a party and wait, wait that's it. It was like. Like it was, it was almost like he pissed off the producers, so we're not going to mention the character's name anymore. Dumb, bad. I will, I will forget that. Like I forgot Lost. I just yeah. forget about it. Done. Well, uh, but ladies, Magic Mike Two is coming out, I think, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> if you need some Joe Mangan. Now, as far as I got to get into comic books a little bit because there's oh, some cool boy. stuff out there right now. Reading go. materials, comics, Nightbreed. Oh, the new Nightbreed series. I, I, issue one and two has been out. 
both of which sold out. I don't think you can get them anymore. Uh, Peliquin is the man. Uh, if you're a Nightbreed fan, pick up the Nightbreed comic books. Fantastic. I love the reboot. And it takes off where the movies left off and Clive Barker's all behind it. So I love it. I love it. And I love the new Warriors. This is... Mm-hmm. Not everybody does. Uh, after Civil War and Marvel, why would you? Because they killed off... Well, it was their fault anyway. But the new Warriors, I like the reboot... I, it, they keep getting rebooted every like 10 years and they're the underdog of the, the comic book heroes. So I'm always into them. I, I, I love the new warriors, whatever. Great series. Um, up to issue six. So it got me back into comic books. As far as reading materials, we're going to get this guy on here. I'm reading from Penguin Publishing, Thomas Sweaterich, Sweaterich. If I said it wrong, well, he's going to be on here and he can correct me. I'm reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Thomas Sweaterich, S-W-E-T-E-R-I-T-S-C-H. And it's all about Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh and it's about Pittsburgh being destroyed, absolutely destroyed and in a blade. Now we're going to a blade runner environment where people have all this tech stuff put into their brains where they're able to go back and find their loved ones in their moments of death. And this is a good book. This guy ends up, he's working for like an insurance company where they have to find questionable deaths and make sure they actually did die in Pittsburgh and it becomes a murder mystery. I love it because it's about the Berg and it's dirty, it's ugly, and if you love Blade Runner, that's the environment I picture it in. He will probably prove me wrong when I have him on. Now it's time for a song. I don't know. Are you thinking about Faster Pussycat? Oh, I am thinking about Faster Pussycat. Well, you pick the song. Oh, um, well, you know what? Um... Being a teen of the late 80s, <laughs> I I love Bathroom Wall. So can we play Bathroom Wall? Bathroom Wall it is. I got your number off the Bathroom Wall.
All right. Should be familiar with that one. That was, uh, who was that? Oh, that was Faster Pussycat. Of course. Ah, from the Bathroom 80s. Wall. Still playing strong, still touring like maniacs. And the newly deads, of course. We had Christian, uh, uh Christian Simon on here from the, from Faster Pussycat as well. Anthony Chirac from Full Effect Records, who signed, well, let's just say Faster Pussycat is signed to them now. So, just fantastic. I, I, I'm so proud to be able to play stuff like that. And I know you were a big fan back then too. Absolutely. Mr. Tamey Down. Yes. But, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So, that being said, um, talk about glam, glam metal. I, we left. The, I left the studio for a brief moment. I came back, and suddenly, I am being faced with um, a microphone adorned with many, many, many scarves. Um, my counterpart in crime here has totally Steven Tylered up her <laughs> yeah. microphone stand. Hey, you know what? Lifelong dream. I'm standing here, and I have a lot of scarves, and damn, they look good. On this microphone stand. It, it, yeah? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's like, like one of my, uh, idols. Um. Who uses lots of scarves. Stevie Nicks, yay! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Stevie Nicks. We'll get into that in a little bit here, but uh, I must say the mic stand never looked that good or bad before. It's awesome. Mm. It's very me. So, anyway. Uh, we, we had some sadness recently, uh. Mm. Robin Williams and Joan Rivers. Sort of back to back. Right. Who would have thunk it? Gone. Uh, who would have thunk the way they went? I, I don't know. Um, <sighs> it's very sad. Yes. Uh, Robin Williams, uh, to me, it, it destroys everything I knew about him in childhood. Mork and Mindy and his stand up was one of the funniest stand ups I've ever seen in my life. One of the first stand ups I've ever seen in my life on HBO. And he just genius. Comic genius. Yes. For him to go out that sad. Yeah. Really just, ruins uh, a lot for me. I don't know. Just uh, it did. Yeah. No. Uh, absolutely, I would agree with that. And Joan. No. Yeah. I mean, and and you know, I mean, obviously, Joan Rivers was older, and um, but you know what? I think she went out on top, which I think is exactly how she would have wanted. Like, I mean, I don't know that you ever want to go out, but I think she would have wanted to go out on top. That it was like more sudden than lingering kind of thing. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she was something till the day she went. She was amazing. She was absolutely amazing. Um, very biting. I, I just always admired that. Yes. <laughs> that woman not afraid to say what she thought. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't even know how to tribute her other than, you know, mm. to keep talking about her. Yeah, um, but I, I did. I admired her. She was fantastic. No, she, if you ever listen to, Opie and Anthony, um, Jim Norton, who is a comic on there on a regular basis, and I'm a regular listener, he idolized a lot of comics today. That, well, they idolized her. She mm-hmm. showed up on the Louis C.K. show. Louis C.K. Oh. slept with her. <laughs> yes. I mean, just that was like. funny. And it was an honor. And she, and what a trooper for her to show up and be the oh, old. Oh my goodness. The old hag to show up and sleep with. Uh, the new like, all right, do it. <laughs> and just fantastic. She was an artist. Yes, and but I mean, but she did a lot of the, you know, um, I guess what women didn't do at her time. Right. And, and that's why I really admire her because Absolutely. she didn't say, oh, I'll sit down and do whatever you tell me to do. No, she did what she wanted to do, yes. which was rare in that time. Yes. She wasn't a soft-spoken woman, and I do admire that. And I'm, I'm going to dedicate this next tune to her and Robin Williams, even though he kind of pissed me off, but... 
you know, it, there's more to it than that. The whole Parkinson's yeah, we, we angle, can't, you can't. We but, can't um, judge. We can't judge. We're going to play the Absolutely Misfits not. the Misfits medley by <laughs> Mr. Vertigo, who are new friends of mine, great band. Um, they do an acoustic medley of the Misfits, and I played it a couple of... Uh, I played it last episode. Why not? Let's do it again. What do you think? I, I think that would be great, because they were, in a sense, both Misfits in their own way. In their own way and time. Yes. There was some kind of love There was some kind of hate Maggots in the eye of love Won't copulate And it's a world Yeah, it's a world Yeah, that's a
them on my wall. I act the hands of little girls and put them on my wall. I want your skulls. I need your skulls. I want your Mr. Vertigo. Check them out. Mr. Vertigo on Facebook. You're gonna, I'm going to have, I think his name is Matthew Hadges. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's spelled very differently. We're not good at the pronunciation. No, Sorry, we're, guys. We're, we're going to have them on here uh, soon, 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 soon. Um, I totally, well. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> that was just masterful, the medley. Um, and then we, we actually heard another song that they did. and uh, I've heard everything really, they did. Well, I've only heard a few, but... Really good stuff. Really yeah, good stuff. We'll be playing more, but I mean, the, and Halloween. I I, I love. Mm-hmm. How many times have we heard that in our basement in Helm's Deep? And Absolutely. I, I would love to hear somebody play that acoustically down there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that was done masterfully. I could just say. Thank you very much, there, Mr. Vertigo. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so movies, summertime, blah 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 blah. The, boy, they sucked. However, however, there was one that stood out: Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, here we go. I can't talk enough about it because I was a Rocket Raccoon fan as a kid. I used to ride my bike to a drugstore called Genovese for all you Long Island listeners. Genovese. Uh, I would ride my bike and make sure that I got the new issue of Rocket Raccoon. There was only four issues. I think it came out in the summertime. So it was like, yeah, I have to go once a month, ride my bike and pick it up for 75 cents and see what Rocket Raccoon did. And it was, he was a mercenary for hire to see him come to life on the big screen. You know what? I don't care. That movie rocked. Oh, he didn't care. He was, he was in heaven with his bucket of popcorn and a talking raccoon in a tree. Groot, Groot, Groot. Groot, come on. Actually, like- I loved Groot. Groot was actually my favorite. You like Rocket. 
Oh, he was adorable. It was a good movie. He was an ill-natured raccoon. I didn't like that they're like, hey, Star Wars fans, you're going to love this one. Shut the hell up with that. Yeah, it was you totally know, stop, different. Just stop doing that. It's its yeah. own entity. I love Star Wars, but please, hey, those, Star Wars. You know, yeah, those weren't the droids you were looking for. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. Hey, break. Michael Rooker was amazing and a strong character once again. Very... uh uh, mercenary type, uh, you couldn't cheer for him, you couldn't cheer against him, but Michael Rooker is always creepy, and I like that mm. he was in that. Probably one of my favorite characters outside of Rocket, so, fantastic. Great movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, I give it a 10, or a 5, or just good. Wow. I do. You give it um, like, what? I give it stuff. 10 whistles up? I give it stuff. <laughs> we, I give it stuff. Alright, so here's the thing. Um, USA Today, horror films falling under a frightful spree or spell or whatever the hell they're trying to say here. Spree, is, like a candy? I, I love, I, this is so interesting too. Horror films falling under a frightful, mm. uh, frightful spell. This year, no horror film has hit number one. Despite, <gasps> despite formidable entries such as a new paranormal activity. Who cares? Yeah, Installment and Eric Bana's "Deliver Us from Evil." Eh. Eh. That was. Analysts expect the purge anarchy. 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 What is that like? Making a new language? It's actually a misspelling in USA Today. Nice. Anarchy opening Friday <laughs> to breathe some life into the faltering genre. The faltering genre. You know what's faltering about the genre? That they're just putting reboots out and everybody is smarter than that. And everything's PG-13. Bunch of assholes. I, seriously, the PG-13 movies don't be fooled anymore. I'm not going to be fooled anymore. Yeah, well, I, I've been yeah. saying that for years. And I, I really am not. I, I expect it to suck when it's PG-13 and it always does. That's very true. There's maybe one out of ten that don't suck. Um, yeah, but I love that they're saying that the genre is faltering when there's so many people doing their own thing right now. I mean, whether it's, you know, Johnny Daggers, our buddy, you know, just, just people doing their own thing because the genre does suck and we're sick of reboots enough already. Um, yeah, look for something original. Speaking of original. I don't know what's original. <laughs> but I do have to say thank you to the Dark Rose Journal for what a great review of the, this publication that I have out there. What, what do we call it? Hmm? Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> thank you. But the fall of tomorrow, she gave me, uh, Dark Rose Journal gave me such a great write up. Um, look up, first of all, artists out there, I mean, they look for art, they look for writing, poetry, and they'll publish it. And this is a thick book. And yes, it is paperback, easy, and whatever. Uh, go to the Dark, Dark Rose Journal on Facebook or go to www.darkrosejournal.com. Okay, and they take submissions. Contact, contact Miss Julia Ray of the Dark Rose Journal. And I can't say thank you enough right. because it's- what a great review. And... Um, it's been fantastic for my book. Right. And, and it's actually an impressive publication. Yes. She really puts it together well. Um, a lot of thought goes into it. From the it's heart. not like one of those like magazines you're like, wow, that was just really kind of slopped together. I can't believe anybody would publish that. Hit Parade or Circus. Is... <laughs> but yeah, this is very, it's very impressive. Very impressive Big what time. she does. Big time. But I can't thank her enough. Um, on top of that, uh, okay, concerts. We got stuff coming up. Fleetwood Mac, October 14th in Pittsburgh. Woo! And uh, like I said, Miss D has, I can't even, I'll have to put a picture up of your microphone with all these scarves on it. That's amazing. Yeah, she's, no, she's dancing around with her scarves. I mean, totally Steven Tylering it. 
Ew. But yeah, Fleetwood Mac. I, I'm happy because Christine McVie is back. I love I love Stevie Nicks. Oh. I know you don't like Christine McVie, but you have to have Little Lies. <laughs> you got to have her in the background, dude. She's fantastic. Uh, Enough of you. I think Stevie can uh, do it. Oh. And but we love you too, Christine McVie. I'm I must, saying. Yeah, you're a hater. Um, and then Not October second, I scored tickets to go to the Smiling Moose to see Prong. The almighty prong! I am so freaking happy that I'm going to see them in a small venue. I've been waiting my whole life to see them, and I'm going to see prong up close and personal. Yes, man. Smiling moose. That's why you asked me, what are you doing that day? Like, I would be like, ooh. October 2nd. The almighty prong. Are you kidding? I I wouldn't see any other Uh. band other than them on that day. Oh, well, I I thought you were taking me to see something I really wanted to see. Not like But this. Prong will be amazing, I guess. No, actually, They're they fantastic. will be. Yeah, they, I I I dig Prong, but wow, hmm, yeah. you're keeping that secret. Uh-huh. Thanks for unveiling that on the air. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Who's ready for a little uh, punk rock? Uh, I'm ready for something after oh, that I... unveiling. Wow, you're disappointed. Not disappointed. You won't be. I thought it was something for me. Oh, well, it wasn't. So, speaking of... <laughs> well, it wasn't. Not for you. This Anywho. Is, this is not for you or from you. It's from Philly. All right? They're called From Philly. We're going to listen to Greetings. And I want to thank you to... Uh, I got a big thank you to Charles Moran of Zomic. Here's his little card right here. Yes. Charles Moran from Philly. I can't at the, see it. The Indianapolis Days of the cool Dead dude. show. Do, go to www.horrorprints.com for the greatest horror prints you can find. This guy yeah. does, I mean, the stuff that he, uh, we're talking obscure horror movie prints. This right. guy will do it for you. Charles Moran, look him up. He's on Facebook. Go to www.horrorprints.com. And I'm telling you now, he gave us from Philly. Let's do it right now with greetings.
Okay, we're back. And that was Greetings from from Philly. That was the band. Thank you, Charles Moran. Um, currently, horror fans, if you're interested at all, I am wrapping up my second book called Dwelling in the Dark, an anthology of lots of disgustingly scary stories. I hope they're scary. I don't know. Mm. I think they're fun, personally. But, um, yeah, that, you'll, you should see that by Halloween. So, you know, once again, I gotta plug myself, cause who else is gonna do that? Um, you can get always, go to, if you want my first book, if you're interested in like monsters and stuff, go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com. I promise you, if you like monsters, you will not be disappointed. Or, will you? Oh, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> by any means. <laughs> She's not sure about that. Right mm. Okay, so win that over sales. All right, so um, Heather Taddy has been absent for a while. We finally got to the bottom of what she's been up to. No? Oh, we did. We did. And? Apparently there's been lots of practice, lots of jam sessions with her new band. Yes, the Glowworms, folks. Check them out Monday, the 22nd of September. Literally outside and under the 33rd Street Railroad Bridge. It's called Certain Death by the promoter. Certain Death is the location. It little, It's an outside, very punk rock, location under the 33rd Street Railroad Bridge. The Glowworms will be playing there. They'll be glowing. They'll be wormy. <laughs> and I, well, I've seen the artwork. I haven't heard the music. I'm waiting. She's supposed to send me music. I want to hear this thing. Perhaps there might be a, an actual glowworm stuffed animal <laughs> thrown glowing <laughs> at the stage from somebody's hands. I'm not going to say who. Me. You might knock her out, huh? Well, I don't, I'm not going to knock her out with it. But By it's mistake. Cute. I mean, if you wing something like that. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to lob it. Okay, gently, lobbing. lobbing. Gently lob it in Heather's direction, perhaps. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah. To wrap things up here, there was a great concert that did happen this summer. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, Down and definitely Black Label was an incredible show. Early, early this summer. Yeah. Was it May? Yeah. It was, it was in May, just yeah. Just before summer kicked off, but. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't talk about it, and my god. I mean, Down was so tight. They were, um, Phil was right Ugh. on, just unbelievably on. I know we talked about it briefly on one of the earlier shows, and just, but you, you didn't want to disappoint him. And, of course, we got up there. We got up front um, with Black Label. Oh, my. Yeah, you want to take the wheel on that? Um, well, what kind of wheel? Um, well, yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan of Zach Wild. <laughs> I have been for, since he broke the scene and was Ozzy's guitarist. It was your first and, show. Uh, my, one of my first shows. Yeah, actually Ozzy. my first concert, Civic Arena, uh, Ozzy and Anthrax and uh, I saw Mr. Zach Wild and instantly fell in love. With- clap your hands and see if you can clap faster <laughs> than he plays. I, I fell in love just- with Pantene Zach. <laughs> <laughs> with his nice flowing hair. As he beautiful. calls it too, Pantene yes. Zach. We got you up there, and he's not that tall, but he put his hand, well, you put your hand out, and... and Zach Wilde touched my hand. I, I, I cried a little bit. I'm For not going to lie. That's the second I'm not, time. I'm not going to lie. But, but that's, uh, a, that's the second time Yes. I, I love Zach Wilde. <laughs> 
And I, I vowed to like not wash it like Marsha Brady whenever she met like, what, what was it? Was it Davy oh, Jones? Oh, Davy Jones. Yes. The late Davy Jones. Twinkle, twinkle. Um, but yeah, I, I, I washed it that night and I took a shower because eh, it's a metal show. A little yes. disgusting and sweaty. Very much. And somebody stole my umbrella that night. Yes, they did. Son of a yes. gun. Yeah, it was raining. We went to a bar and uh put our umbrella out in the foyer. Mm-hmm. And some douche took our umbrella. If you were at the Bettis Grill in May, and it was a <laughs> rainy night, and people were going to the Black Label Society concert, and you still have that <laughs> umbrella, guess what? Karma is a bitch. And we know our that, umbrella. <laughs> that umbrella is going to break on you. Because it's, <laughs> it's old, it's old, it's old. And I'm going to laugh secretly inside somewhere. There's also that weird spell we put on the handle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's a problem. All right, so with that in mind, uh, Zach Wilde's number one fan. We're going to play a song called Number One Fan. It's not by Zach Wilde. No, but... by Majesty Crush. Majesty Crush, which is on Full Effect Records. You can find him on Thinning the Herd CD uh, from Full Effect Records and Anthony Schrock. Thank you so much for the music, and um, thanks for listening, folks. Ah, thanks for listening. And if you see a dirty old PNC umbrella, break it in half. (laughs) Don't touch the handle. It's cursed. (laughs) Good night, folks.
save some Lucello, okay? Okay, well, that settles that. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.